Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we are going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film of all time. I am your host and Grandmaster Zane Seaweather, and with me today I have two debaters here to tell me which is the better Disney film out of The Fox and the Hound or Mulan. But before we meet the debaters, I would like to welcome to the studio our fact checker of the day, Georgie Purdy. Hello. Georgie. Can I ask you oh. if you are 100% impartial in this debate? 100%. The facts come first. <laughs> it's about the facts of it. The She's facts. a scientist. The it's scientist. all about the facts. All right. As a scientist, I wouldn't be compromised by a bias, you know? <laughs> it's just not possible. Well, uh, I can't guarantee that this test is going to be double blind, but we'll oh, do our best. Is there no placebo control? What's going to happen? Okay, well... Uh, we have rolled a dice and we have decided that the movie that will be represented first is Fox and the Hound and representing Fox and the Hound today is none other than returning debater, Kim Brown. Greetings. How are you, Kim? Look, I have to say at this point in time I'm pretty knackered, um, but I'm also very excited. So that's about the extremes of my emotional range. Do you have <laughs> a long and deep history with this film? Uh, not as long as I have with many others, but I have recently become quite endeared with this film. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having a chat about it. Yeah, well, I look forward to that. And opposing you today, once again, we're making a tradition of having a resident debater, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is uh, Stacey Hobbs representing Mulan. Howdy ho! Now, Mulan is one of the... One of the strong contenders, mm, both in gun. her own movie mm. and in this debate. <laughs> the pressure is on. I am feeling the pressure, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, the heart is pumping. The blood is racing. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's, let's just, just do, do it. it. Let's just, let's just do, do it. it. Okay. Let's just straight to it. Take that Band-Aid. <laughs> Rip it off. <laughs> okay, well, the format of this debate will be as such. We will start with a three-minute opening statement from each of you, starting with Kim and Fox and the Hound. You'll get a warning tone at two minutes. No, that, that is applause. <laughs> You'll not Look, get any I'm applause. I'm doing so well already. I've already got we applause. Set it's a cheerful applause to continue. This will be your warning minute. tone. And then at the end of your three minutes, you'll be cut off by Darkwing Duck saying... Put the jiggers up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box! And then we will pass over to Stacey. In round two, you'll have a two-minute rebuttal with no warning, just cut off at the end. We'll take a small break. We'll come back with an open discussion and questions from me and Georgie. Mm -hmm. Then we'll take another short break and we'll come back with a one-minute final summation or arguments. Then I will do some maths and discern which of these two films is the better Disney movie. 
Now, I have five criteria that I'm looking for. The memorable moments, the message, the movie magic, the magic music, and the final catch-all topic, that Disney touch. What has your movie done that no one else but Disney could achieve? So, we will be starting with Kim, and you will have three minutes with a warning at two, and your time starts when you start talking. The Fox and the Hound was a uh, Disney film, clearly, re- uh, released in 1981 and is the 24th Disney uh, animated feature film. Now, it tells the story of two very unlikely friends, of, of a red fox named Todd, I'm doing very well with language today, <laughs> and a hound dog named Copper, who they struggle to preserve their friendship despite their emerging instincts and the surrounding social pressures demanding them to be adversaries. Um, this film is just delightful and adorable. Um, the way it starts where we we, uh, we see the the baby versions of Todd and Copper as little bubby fox and little bubby hound are just too adorable, uh, which Disney does so well with the big eyes and everything. Um, but this story is actually quite intense and extremely um, socially uh, appropriate then and particularly now. Um, I, I found this film really intense to start off with. Like, you think Bambi's intense? This ain't got nothing on the start of this <laughs> film. Um, and also towards the end, there is this intensely huge uh, fight where both uh, Todd and Copper take on this ginormous bear that's like Godzilla size. And um, But these messages are coming all the way through the film. They're two unlikely friends who just happen to be in the same place at the same time and they don't see each other as different. They just see each other as fun next-door neighbours. Uh, but, of course, as they grow and uh, their their jobs, like Copper in particular, is being trained to be a hunting dog and is taken out for sort of almost a whole year uh, to learn the trade from his uh, his good friend Chief. Um, and then he comes back and, of course, his natural instinct is to hunt down and, you know, uh, help kill um, Todd the Fox. And so it's it's just such a really intense story, but it's such a done in such a beautiful Disney way. Um, what I really like about this film is that it, it it's, it's coming at the end of their sort of middle golden era. So there's a lot of um, animation and drawing and characters that are very similar in a lot of films that have come before. We see the Fox... Um, oh, applause already, guys. Please, hold your applause. Um, the, the fox, it looks very much like our Robin Hood fox that came earlier. We've got squirrels that are straight out of the sword and the stone. Um, but I do want to talk about the music, so I'm going to get onto that right now. Um, there is a little bit of music in this, but what I found really interesting is there is almost not a moment in the whole film that is not underscored. The, hot, the, the, the music throughout and the, the tension that that music creates is really intense. But there's a couple of songs that the uh, fabulous... Um, old wise owl called um called mama big mama that she sings and the first one just basically narrates a little montage of them becoming friends and it's fantastic but the lack of education song is the best and the uh, tagline is education or elimination and i just think it's really it was amazing that they're having these discussions about you can't change copper copper's what he is and they're like nah nah we're going to be best friends forever because we're best friends now and um i think lyrically the songs in this in this movie are really um bring home the message and, and uh, make it amazing. You jaded, jug-headed, jack-in-the-box. I, I sorry, I don't know what I just said. Was it good? Was anyone listening? <laughs> Three minutes goes <laughs> very quickly. It really does. <laughs> it was about the right movie. So oh, yeah. good. I've got that. You check you got that fact check. Check. <laughs> okay, Stacey. So uh, Kim has made a lot of points there. Mm. Now it goes to you and you will have three minutes starting when you start talking. 
Let's get down to business. Mulan is a 1998 Disney film based on the Chinese legend of Hua Mulan. The movie features a multicultural voice cast, including the talents of Ming-Na Wen, Leah Salonga, Eddie Murphy, B.D. Wong and George Takei. Now, Mulan explores themes such as family, duty, honour and love, as well as taking personal risks in order to protect loved ones. The movie also has a strong female protagonist who makes her own decisions and acts on what is right rather than what others tell her to do. She works hard to prove herself and earns the respect of several military leaders, including the emperor himself, and did so against the backdrop of a society that demanded subservience of its women. The movie is littered with memorable moments, such as the sweeping shots of the Great Wall of China at the start, Mulan slicing her hair to disguise herself, Shan Yu's appearance on the war and the confrontation with the soldiers there who light the beacons. Mulan calling out for little brother as she was doing her chores. Grandmother just casually walking through on the road, getting killed <laughs> to try and uh, test the lucky cricket. Um, that whole honour to us all scene where Mulan is getting ready for the matchmaker and that whole train wreck interaction, train wreck interaction with her. Mushu impersonating the Great Stone Dragon. So good. I'll make a man out of you in Mulan's journey to becoming... Um Oh, just so good. So good. Um, Mulan sending off the final rocket, which down the whole Han army and like mountain. Poosh, so awesome. Um, her being discovered as a woman and Shang throwing the sword down. Oh, he's not going to kill her. He saves her life because she saved his. Um, the Han's popping out of the snow. Mulan saving the emperor in China. Mulan's father accepting her and doesn't even care about the accolades. He just loves. Oh, so amazing. So good. The animators wanted to incorporate a lot of Chinese art and architecture and landscapes into the film. So they did a number of trips to go and do that. And, and another of the animation, you can see these beautiful swirl-like effects in the and the calligraphy that's gone throughout and they also developed a whole bunch of software um, one of which called Attila to help create these giant crowds and help pe- the characters move autonomously um, and they even featured an actual scene of people bowing and then they r- animated it to fit into the foreground of the scene at the end there the music is so amazing Jerry Goldsmith provided the score which rich mixed rich orchestrations with synthesized sounds with beating drums perhaps providing a heartbeat and tension to the scenes of war. The film featured five songs composed by Wilder and Zippel, and they are bangers, each one of them, um, such as I'll Make a Man Out of You, which is top six in the most streamed Disney songs of all time, Reflection, On to Us All, and A Girl Worth Fighting For. The abrupt end to A Girl Worth Fighting For is a simple yet effective method of blending the comic and character-building moments with the harsh realities of conflict. Mulan was well-received by the critics and public, and it grossed $304 million. Um, It got a Golden Globe and Academy Award um, nominations, and it won several Annie Awards, including Best um, Animated Feature and a whole bunch of individual ones for all sorts of peoples. Um, And it also um, was – the song Reflection was also nominated for Golden Globes Award. It was amazing. Turns legend into myth into an actual real story. It was amazing. The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box. I got to buzz you out this time. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think if that's the first time you've ever had yeah. to buzz me, mate. Mm. So well there done. You go. There you go. Uh, hard to keep up. It is. All right. So that's why I had to do warm ups before, <laughs> before I got here. So we will we will move on to our second round, which is a, a two minute. Uh, I guess we'll just we're just going to say two minutes of why your opponent's film is not. The best Disney film ever made. Can we just skip this part? <laughs> Get to um, the question. Unfortunately, <laughs> dang it. Unfortunately, you are going to have to say something. I'm going to take that as a point for, for me that my movie is so great. All right, let me just get my whole page of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, let let's see Psych. what Kim ha- Kim has for us. Uh, your time will start when you start talking, Kim. Okay, this film uh, is. 
has a lot of problems, really, because it really is a very American uh, version of China and its culture. Um, unfortunately, one of the big standouts for me is the very stere- stereotypical portrayals of a lot of the um, uh, Chinese characters, the accents, the way they're spoken, uh, the dialogue that they used. Um, some of them are quite uh, comical, um, which in in a character is is fine, but uh, when we when we're suddenly transporting ourselves into a completely different culture, that is probably one of the the most opposite, you know, we sort of split the world into Eastern and Western and uh, it can become across quite problematic in that way. That that said as well, unfortunately, a lot of the leads have been um, sort of mentioned to be a bit more whitewashed. So Mulan's skin colour is not as dark as everybody else's and that, um, what's his name? I can't even remember the good looking dude. He, uh, <laughs> was it Shang? Shang. Shang, thank you. Shang. I'm, I'm really up on my Mulan character names. Um, has very chiseled jaw and all this sort of stuff and they're looking quite western and particularly in comparison to the caricatures um, of some of the other characters like the emperor and chifu and all of these other ones um, look at the end of the day does this movie actually um, support women and what they can do or does it really just enforce the gender stereotypes the whole song of be a man while yes it's very very catchy um, seems to suggest that all men and only men should be swift as a coursing river and have the force of a great typhoon etc Mulan then embracing these ideas and becoming the best soldier in the camp only shows that she became a man in order to do so and instead of being able to perhaps embrace those uh, characteristics in a feminine and female way um, there's also, uh, I'd like to make a point about the fact that Mulan does some really full-on crazy stuff. Like, she has a body count uh, <laughs> after her and, uh, she, you know, Dizzy seems okay with just um, killing people you off. Jaded, oh, jack in the box. I wanted to get to the moral of that paragraph. That a, That's a, very, a very good point and I have made a note of it. Uh, so I guess we will get to that later. Uh, but we'll go on to Stacey and her two minutes of why The Fox and the Hound is not the best Disney film ever made. Uh, Stacey, your time will start when you start talking. A lot of this is going to be my like live twi- like stream of thoughts as I was <laughs> watching the movie. So uh, there you go. The, the tone for this movie, tone, tone, tone to tone. What is this actually trying to say? It's kind of like, mm, don't kill, but also all of them are predators. It's a really, really mixed bag. We've got Big Mama, who's an owl, who's a predator, who's suddenly like, oh no, the fox got this little fox that I'd normally eat. Some reason I'm going to adopt it. I don't know. Um, the the terms, I mean, the neighbor, the, what he, he yells out widow to her at one point. There's guns everywhere, they're shooting everywhere, just casually shooting people driving along. That we have all this emotional investment in these animals, the animals that are just going to die. Poor Todd's mum killed, and then he just seemingly forgets that, like, seconds later. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, we Also, there's a massive Game of Thrones moment in this movie where Big Mum is like, hey, let's look at these skins hanging on the wall. Um, One of those is Todd's mum hanging up. This t- It's like Joffrey showing Sansa her dad's head. It is harsh. That is harsh. And then we've got this whole thing about Copacone trying to hunt his friend. That doesn't make sense at all because at the end he's like, I'm going to protect him, but why are you doing it there? That's your mate. Then we got Chivu just straight up gets hit by a train and, and survives. That's just not even realistic. Um, and then Copper sometimes blame, somehow blames Todd. You were chasing Todd. He was defending himself. How is that? that that's weird. That's a weird link, Disney. That's, that's tenuous at best. Um, then 
Uh, Todd's mum's just like, I'll just abandon you. I'll just, I'll just push you in there to serve. Yeah, he doesn't know how to fend for himself because you fed him out of a bottle for his whole life. He's just going to die. Um, Lady Fox is only in it for the looks. She's like, mm, handsome, I'm in. Uh, the hunter's going to a reserve to kill innocent <laughs> animals and setting up traps. That is so weird. And look, so sure, Copper saves Todd, but then he's going to spend the rest of his life killing Todd's kin. So what do we actually learn from this movie? What is the message? Who is this for? I don't know. I'm very confused. All right, I almost <laughs> got you again. <laughs> it was close. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, well. Spirits are high. Before we go to our break, uh, fact checker, are there any facts to check? Well, I mean, our link between Joffrey and the head <laughs> and no, Fox accurate. and the house. No, that's I, accurate. I mean, I don't know, it's quite on the same level. It's on the same level. <laughs> I Spiritually, emotionally, physically, no, same level. No, don't think so. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, we'll take, that, at best. We'll take that under <laughs> advisement uh, and we will be back after a quick break. All right, so it is time for the question and answer segment, and I have a question for both of you. Wonderful. Both of your films deal very heavily with death. Mm. Mm. Now, I would like you to spend a little bit of time talking about how your film does deal with it and why that is a good thing for your film to do. Um, Like, we can make references to... Uh, like say Pixar's Up, where death is very prominent in the in the opening part of that, and then comes again to tail off. So Disney has lent into this theme. You you, you mentioned Bambi, Stacy. So I would like uh, just both of you to spend a little bit of time talking about the role that death plays in your film. Am I starting? Yes. Okay. Great. You chose to go first. I did choose to go first. Um. I think, as, as I mentioned, the, the, it's, the stakes of this movie are pretty high. Um, it starts with dogs just barking nonstop all the way through the opening credits. And I actually found that really intense. It was kind of this moody vision. And, of course, in the old school ways where they had all the credits rolling, you know, for a good three or four minutes before the story actually starts. And then, but the whole time there's these barking dogs and then you see this this beautiful fox and she's got something in her mouth and you don't know what it is. And then, you know, she, I, th- I feel like she kind of realises that there's it's me or the child. It's either we both die or, or whatever. So she, you know plants her little her little baby fox near the near the farmhouse and then two seconds later she runs off and there are just two gunshots and that's all you hear and it's just like I just remember sitting there going oh my god just what happened and thankfully they then cut to big mama whose face says oh my god what just happened um and and then we of course meet Todd the fox um and I think by the time we get to the end of the film that it is a life or death situation that Copper and Todd face themselves in. The hunter is trying – he is so hell-bent revenge on getting this this particular fox, not just mm. any fox, but mm. this particular fox, because of what happened to Chief, um, that, you know, for – there's a there's a very high chance that the hunter could actually shoot copper to get to this fox. It seems to be that intense, and I think, you know, if if you're going to send a message home to people, is that sometimes standing up in the harshest of situations is the one that's the most valuable to to do so. I do think the film kind of glimmers over the fact that he is a hunter and they spend a whole winter filling a wagon full of pelts. Mm. Um, sure, that's just what you do. Uh, whereas we kind of look at that and go, oh, God, that's so distressing. Um, but I think if it was just 
uh, I was actually reading um, uh, a bit about that there was a lot of controversy in the studio. This film took a long time to make because there were so many arguments between uh, and a lot of animators and filmmakers and you know producers came and went on this particular production. And one of the contentious points was is that originally in the, in the novel that it's loosely based on is that Chief is actually killed. And so that then raises those stakes for, yeah. for Copper and the Hunter. And that makes more sense. And it as makes to more why sense. Copper blames Tom. But then the, you know some of the execs were like, that's not a Disney thing to do we don't do that of course later they now kill everybody uh you know it was just not everybody not everybody i was gonna say no just mulan takes all the huns out (laughs) but it's fine um and and so they they sort of i guess you could say disneyfied it by putting him putting um, chief in a broken leg cast and making sure that the kids realized he wasn't dead um which i don't know why chief dying was more less distressing or more distressing than the mama fox i don't know you know Mm. i think it raises the stakes in this film and I think that's what makes their relationship and the actions that both of them take, the fact that Todd comes back to help Copper fight the bear and then that Copper steps in front of the hunter's gun to save Todd uh, at the end of the film. I I think if there wasn't that level, the stakes wouldn't be there. All right. That is a good answer. Thanks. Mm. Now, let's deal with the princess with the highest body count in the Disney canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, now she's proud of it. (laughs) Well, look... Both of these movies do have a theme of death and centre around death. My problem with Fox and Hound is I think it's too ambiguous and there's no real clear outcome there. For Mulan, I mean, it's a historical story. Yes, did it really happen or not? Eh, whatever. But it is, it's, it's in a time and a place and we live in a world where there are wars. That is a thing that happens. We don't like it, but it happens. Um, and I think... Uh, you know, part of the driving force for Milan was to hide herself as a man um, to save her father from death. So her first, one of the very first motivating actions we see from her is that I want to save my family, I want to help my family, save my family from death, so I'm going to put myself at risk to save him because he is certain death. Mm-hmm. At least her death was a little bit less certain, but his was certain. He was old, he was un- he was injured. It was going to happen. Um, yes, there is a lot of death in the movie, um, but the movie was very clear about this is an invasion. China did not set out to be in a war. They didn't want to fight people. They didn't want to kill people. They were being invaded. And those that enemy was very, very, very clear about the fact that they were going to kill everybody. Um, from the very start when Shan Yu is, is, is there... He starts killing off soldiers. There's a whole uh, scene later on where it's like how many people need to take a message, only one. You know, it's very clear that these guys mean business and Mm. it's kill or be killed in this movie. Um, Yes, Mm. Mulan has a high body count. I think the way she does it is is, um, the least bloody way that it could possibly (laughs) be done. It's very Disney-fied way. Like they all drown in the snow or suffocate in the snow and then a few little, little... daisies pop out (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there there is a lot of death but I think that death has a place and I think you also see the reality of death Mm. so when they find the village and it's been destroyed and Mulan um, takes the beautiful little doll and Shang is mourning the loss of his father it becomes and to come off this big crazy like song where like yeah we're we're gonna go fight (laughs) I mean it's like World War One where they all enlisted thinking it was going to be this grand adventure and then went and saw actually the reality of that is not so I think it's a very strong message about the 
the disadvantages of war and the impact of war and the price of war Absolutely. and and the price that people pay to protect the people they love because of war. So I think the way Mulan handles it is is very clear cut and um and you can really see those messages very clearly. In in I don't think that was done as well in Fox and the Hound. I think it's still very confused. And yeah, sure, Copper saved Todd then, but it, it just, he's like, I'm going to give up hunting forever. Mm, no, like that's he hasn't really learnt anything ongoing from. Yeah. That. Okay. So, um, I have a question just for Stacy mm. now because Kim actually dealt with it in her answer about around um, death is yep. the source material and its relation yeah. to the to the film. Yeah. So, can you speak a little bit to? about the original story of Mulan mm. versus the movie version of Mulan and mm. and the changes that Disney cho- chose to make. It's interesting, the changes, um, because it's, it's hard to know what actually happened because there's so many different varieties. Uh, it's a versions. folk tale. Yeah. yeah. So, but the, the sort of one that they're like, mm, we think this is the correct one, is that Mulan was actually pretty awesome to begin with like she didn't need to go to the camp she was already (laughs) a boss like she was already she could already ride horses she she was already a very skilled warrior she was merida yes but yes in china she was was already like ready to go boom and so it wasn't really a thing for her to go to war instead of her dad it was kind of like yep well i'm ready to go off i go um and yes she disguised herself as a male but in the war went for a long time it was like decades long um and then they were pretty they all knew she was a woman really like it was like not very good at hiding it after, so anyway, after she won some yeah, honor won, she yeah, became yeah. so i um, guess what i, I want the, the, you to talk about is why, why they made that chose choice. to make it about her pretending to be a man mm, yeah. and that relate that relationship so i think part of it was there had to be stakes so we've talked a lot about stakes in a film um for it was already a stake for her to put her life against her father's essentially and, mm-hmm. and save her father. So I think they changed that part of the story so that she, for her to make that decision was a bigger risk and she had to do more to do that. The hiding um, is set up in a society where, and it's very clear at the start about what women did in this society. Women get are beautiful, they get married, they serve men. That's, that's really clear. And they didn't hide from that at yeah, all in the film. Yeah. Um, and I think... The reason that they, I mean, they, she had to stay hidden because if she didn't, they would kill her according to the laws of the land. So it wasn't um, so much that she's like, I have to be a man to do this. It was like, I have to pretend to be a man. I'm, I'm definitely yeah, going to get yeah. killed. Um, and I and I think the reason that they they played it that way and the reason that big rev- she was revealed before the war was won was to show that though this society does not accept women and you can see at the end when she's trying to get help and they're all not listening and she's like, what happened to me? She's like, you're a girl again. Like, I, They're deliberately making the point of in this society, women are not given the same respect yet she continues to fight and continues to make choices and she shows that she is worthy of that respect and, and the emperor shows that. All of China, you know, acknowledges that. It doesn't do... Th- it probably could have done a little bit better to show, like, if they had any trickle-down effects or whatever. But I do think it it showed that she, um, despite the challenges, and we we live in a society that has very similar challenges, if not the same, about the expectations of, of women and, and women's roles, um, despite that she rose above that and became this 
awesome and she persisted even when it was hard even when they didn't believe her even though it risked the friendships um hashtag she persisted she persisted all right excellent can i, can I counter argument you just can, a little please, moment please. I, I i almost got to it in my rebuttal and then i was rudely cut off by darkwing dark he's so rude <laughs> so um, rude but he can hear you <laughs> i know i know i'm watching you darkwing you just hang back there um is you know on a counter is does the end justify the means? And so there's this idea that in, in her society and I guess the rules and the structures that have been made, in, a, in essence she runs away from home, she impersonates a soldier, she deceives her commanding officer, she dishonours the Chinese army, uh, army, army uh, kind of destroyed the emperor's palace, but she won. So therefore it was all forgiven. And there's, you know, that question of, well, what if she didn't win? What if nobody listened to her? What if nothing happened and more death and destruction? Um, you know, does does that, you know, yeah, but she was brave and she persisted. I'll counter with that, that if Mulan was a male, would we even ask that question? Because how many movies are out there, not just including Disney, where male blows everything up and gets a medal? Like, I think women have to oh, fight that much I harder could, to justify. If I had a dollar for every time I was given a medal for blowing something up. <laughs> but, but that's my issue is that, look, the fact that we have Mulan, the fact that this was a movie from the 90s that was, that was showing such a strong woman who wasn't motivated by a love interest – like that she it was about family and doing the right thing and up and going against an entire society who just told her that she couldn't and that's the point that I kind of all I wanted yeah, you to make yeah it's all about her identity I mean reflection yeah. is all about who am I who am I as a person I'm mm. conflicted I'm told I have to be one thing but I feel like I'm another and unfortunately like yeah. to kill a mockingbird to write about the evils of racism, you have to portray racism. Yeah, exactly. So to fight That's against true. the evils of misogyny, you have to portray misogyny. Yeah, and, and who's fighting you on here, Mr. I got there naturally. That's Stacey's direct <laughs> question that I asked. I know, it's a very <laughs> directive question, <laughs> I but there. I mean it was there. Well, sass aside, let's take another <laughs> little break and, and we'll come back uh, with the final summations. All right, so we're back for our final round, which is a one-minute summation and final arguments from both of our debaters, starting with Kim defending Fox and the Hound. Kim, oh. your time will start when okay. you start talking. Look, the Fox and the Hound is adorable and it actually has some really incredible messages through the story. And I think if in, in the current climate of um, Disney remakes, this is a film that needs to be remade because the messages um, were, are so pertinent today and I think would actually be really hard-hitting and just amazingly done by today's Disney. Um, but I think just being able to, um, you know, really hit up the, the, the messages of this film and the adorable characters Characters and how naive Todd can be. Um, I also forgot to mention earlier that, that it features the amazing talents of Mickey Rooney and Kurt Russell as Todd and Copper, uh, which was amazeballs. And I'm moving on. Um, but just as I said, lyrically in some of the songs, I was really... Um, uh, what's the word, emotional, about the song Lack of Education where they're trying to school Todd on here's the real world facts, sunshine, and uh, and you and it's the, the idea that it's education or elimination. And currently being an educator, uh, I was like, ooh, I should take that to school. Um, the, the idea... <laughs> also, oh, up, you really? Jaded, you're kidding me. One minute is all you get. It's a good film. Watch it. 
It is a good film. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you should go and watch it after this debate. Uh, okay, Stacey, one minute Ooh. to say everything that you've got left to say about Milan. Your time starts when you start talking. This movie is Disney perfection where it has a magic in it, waves this magic wand and it creates this, this legend and this myth and makes it real, makes it relatable. It has an incredible multicultural cast where we go on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment with Mulan where she makes these choices for herself despite her challenges and becomes this incredibly strong female empowerment figure um, which is actually going to be made into a live action remake and I'm super excited. It's going to come out on my wedding anniversary next year. Woohoo! Um, so, um, and it's still pointing today I actually use this in my with my grade sevens history class and watching them enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it at their age um, was so incredible and I think this is a timeless movie I think it's got um, some brilliant incredible moments it's a beautiful film to watch it's so memorable and the songs are so catchy they are so catchy I've been singing I started with the life first line the song and we've all been singing it ever since you can't deny that fact checker because you're one of the people doing it it's a great movie (laughs) it should win all right, well, bef- I didn't do I, my token like last two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> before I, oh, I was waiting for another song lyric, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, I, was before I get to counting my scores, mm. fact checker, one last check is there anything that has been said that needs to be taken into account? The only interesting fact I've got, whether anyone <laughs> cares about it or not, is that there was initially the China doll was the initial inspiration, mm, which mm. was about a Chinese girl whisked away by a British Prince Charming to happiness. Mm. And there was that story that they combined with a poem about Far Mulan, which was the initial mm. um, point, yes, which yeah. kind of brings in then that why kind of more of that female aspect was there. Absolutely. And more, much more Disney take on it and kind of makes sense why they've kind of jammed the two together now. Excellent. Found that interesting. Mm. So while I do my math, I encourage both of our debaters to spend some time talking about what they like about their opponent's film. Mulan rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this has been emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah. Um, I be, Being a girl who was always a tomboy and wanted to do all of the things that boys did but mm. was told I couldn't because yeah. I was a girl and then, mm. um, you know, I got older and I was a singer and I couldn't hit the high notes so therefore I never got girl parts. I was witches and boys and <laughs> I just – Mulan really spoke to me in my mm. childhood yeah. in, you know, in the 90s and I was – I was – oh, man, it was great. Um, and Reflection was one of the first solos I ever mm. sang at school. So, oh. like, I have so much connection to this film and I don't know why I didn't yeah. pick it earlier in the debate list when I had the chance. But anyway, because uh, <laughs> I love Aladdin. Um, <laughs> it's a toss-up. You know, and, you know, when we come face-to-face in the finals with Aladdin versus Mulan, it's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> um, oh, but thanks. no, no, I, I love this movie. And I, yeah. I love that Disney were going out of their comfort zone and doing a, a – featuring a different culture and we had different characters mm. and it was – you know, it wasn't the fairy tale princess and it was just so freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. And Fox and the Hound is not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was lovely and and it was, it was a very real relationship too. I mean, yeah. we talked about the stakes and I, it is confused because they are all predators essentially. Um, so it's kind of like it's okay to kill one but not the other. But but it is that real friendship where, you know, you might form a friendship with someone and then you found out later that you have different religious views or you have different um, views on whatever it is and all of a sudden you've got some contention in that relationship and something mm. that might drive that relationship mm. apart. And I think that's 
a really powerful message as far as like how can you even though that friendship might not be able to continue the same way, how can you find peace and resolution in that friendship? I I, really when I was rewatching cool. it in the last week or so, I was reminded of this um, post that was on Facebook, social media at some point, of these two like grade one or two kids in America and they decided to get the same haircut yes. so that they would yes. fool their yes. mothers into thinking I've they couldn't that. tell them apart. <gasps> yes. And one child is a Caucasian and one is an African American yeah. and they <laughs> cannot see... That there this, is a their, difference. Their skin colour is, is, is different. And it is the one of the – and it's like kids don't learn this. And that's what mm. I love about this film mm. is it shows us that as as babies, as puppies mm. and little fox, these two animals don't see any – they see each other as anything but playmates. Yeah, yeah. And I love friends. that the, the first time Copper meets um, Todd is that he's just sniffing out this new I know, smell. I know, it's so yeah. And he's like, I'm smelling something, I'm smelling something. What <laughs> is it? And he's like, oh, it's you. Okay, want to play. And it's just it, – it, it's that idea that everybody – else is telling Todd and Copper what they can and can't yeah, do, yeah. you know, is that, yeah. oh, God, I should have said all of this an hour ago. Yeah, I was I like, know. this is really good like, girl. I was just checking that Zane wasn't adding any more <laughs> points, <laughs> points onto <laughs> a scorecard. No, no, I was no, like, no, slyly, no. like, looking over because I was like, I think I need oh, to no. stop writing stuff <laughs> down and just, just go, from your go from your emotions. Yeah. 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 But mm. it's a lovely, it's a very lovely But there's a lot that lets it down, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think – talking off cans about how powerful that movie would be made if yeah. it was made again. Yeah. I feel like and, a now live and action And that Chief would be. Death, I think that – and that was – I was like, that doesn't make sense where he's like, I'll get you for this. Yeah, like, it's, like, for what? Like, it, I don't, Now he, that they've done, like, yeah. Mufasa death, yeah. you know, that really raised the stakes, I yeah. think, for – for Disney for the after and that. the stakes that are in that because yeah. I was I just was like not not actually dead like he's just sleeping right yeah. um so yeah doing that again Dad, today wake up yeah. Yeah. stop it get up now Dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. sorry I didn't mean to trigger everyone <laughs> <laughs> everyone's <laughs> sobbing so uncontrollably now okay I have locked in the numbers <laughs> and there is a definite winner oh, oh super no. duper stop saying it like that Zane. Yeah. He's got a face. <laughs> I mean. uh, what 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 topic? What category would you like to hear about first? Whatever gonna, you want to tell I'm us. Gonna let, just, I'm going to let Georgie just, pick. Oh, you're talking to Georgie. Sorry, I'll shut. Sorry, this isn't about you. <laughs> Clearly, um, <laughs> let's go with the message first. All I right. Hear about the message. So the message. The message. You both had a lot to say. Mm. Um, we, you were literally just covering all everything that. The fox and the hound said about mm. friendship and about the way that mm. we are pure when we're young, but we're mm. taught to hate people for mm. whatever reason. And that huge metaphor that plays out, it's really a timeless, timeless thing. Mm. And Milan, whether it's constructed or not, it is, it gives girls and women mm. such a, a great role model. Yeah. Um, this one went to the fox and the hound mm-hmm. um, by one point. Ooh. And I think it's yeah, I think it's just because uh, of the of the Americanization uh, mm. critique, yeah. a, as well as the body count. Well, I I do I, I think the body count was a point in the movie magic in that Disney took a big step in the mm. plot. So we'll mm. go on to the movie magic, which this one did go to Milan. Mm. I think Milan yeah. is a very well-crafted film, mm. such a great cast, but um, mm. I mean, Kurt Russell and Mickey Rooney uh, did a fantastic <laughs> yep. voice acting job, but you had uh, 
Harvey Feinstein, you had uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, I can't believe Eddie Murphy didn't come up more in your debate. <laughs> I was oh, really disappointed see, by it. He Mushu was actually my letdown. I hated his no, voice. The I love the character. But I was just like, oh, it's so oh, American. Well, this is his first one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Anime, it, yeah. it annoyed me. So, anyway, anyway. Movie Magic did go to Mulan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Disney Touch. Mm. This one, quite clearly... To Fox and the Hound. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I think, again, you, you were speaking about the actual process that they went through to mm. and the choices mm. they made to Disney Fi it. Yeah. And what Disney was and Disney wasn't at that mm. point and what and why it is kind of held up because of maybe not taking those big steps allowed them to tell this story where if they made it a bit darker, it would have been a bit too real and not reach a, a, mm. a child's a, the children audience. Mm. Um Milan, you you did give me a couple of of good points, but I think this is a a, a nebulous category at at heart. It's a bit of everything. Uh, So I think uh, Kim just spoke a little bit more about the Disney uh, effect on Mm. the the Fox and the Hound. Memorable moments. This might be the highest scoring (laughs) uh, (laughs) category Ever <laughs> for Milan getting uh, thirteen memorable Woo! moments yeah. points. Yes, uh, just you started off like, early boom, and boom, strong. Boom, boom. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get them out there. Absolutely, and good or bad, they were memorable. Yep. Uh, you definitely got a point in this for the reveal of the the burned village, and then <sighs> also with that that firecracker that destroyed the Han army. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, yes. Uh, oh. Milan is full of these not only quotable moments, but Really emotional yeah. moment. Everything yes. Muchu does is yeah. a moment. And you just forget <laughs> how many, until you watch it again, how many are jammed packed in such a short amount yeah. of space. Yeah, Because like, boom, boom, boom. You're like, oh, man. Oh, I forgot. Oh, man. It's just, there's so yeah. many of them. Yeah. Can't argue with any of that. So, and, and neither of you had any negatives against either of your films in, in that category. No. It's just like you... <laughs> I think it's just Stacey just like Milan Smash had all of, of these things that you need to recognise yeah. and remember. Which brings us to the final category, the music. Yeah. Now, Fox and the Hound, you brought up a lot of great songs and I think that that is one of the most underrated uh, for singable songs mm. in see, the Disney Yeah, canon. see, I, I found them like on sort of, I guess, a first listen. I know I've watched it as a kid, but I, watching it in the last week, I found the songs unmemorable but mm. when i listened to the lyrics i was like holy crap that's an amazing message and that's a really cool thing yeah. and i wish the songs were more memorable and singable but and that constant underscoring as yeah, well which that is was something really that intense Disney's worked yeah. on since then and i think with a, a, a film that is so dark you do mm. need that support telling you that things are either going to be okay or that things are just <laughs> continuing on <laughs> yeah, <gonna> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of an indicator what's Milan, happening of course, though, yeah. has <laughs> reflections and uh, <laughs> I'll make a man, man out of you, you yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Was uh, there was one point classic. in this category and it goes to Milan. Yeah. Woo! Making Milan the winner. Milan is Correct. the better Disney film. Oh, I, didn't let it down. I mean, I said I wasn't biased, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we know what I was hoping for. Uh, so, <laughs> We've uh, said it before. There's always going to be... A winner and Disney wins because <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney is the winner. Wins. Well, all I can hope is that someone is listening to this debate and will go and watch Fox and the Hound for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Absolutely. Such a great film and like, like I, I forget every time after I watch it 
how good it is until I watch it again. Yes, I feel like I need to rewatch it now. Mm. It is beautiful mm. to look. It's just really lovely. It's pretty to look at. I, I yeah. got teary in a multiple moments. Oh, absolutely, and th- yeah, I think that's really the first time that Disney did that. Yeah, uh, really kind of. Pulled those heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you think I've made the wrong decision, and I'm sure some people do, there will be a Facebook poll up on our Facebook page, and you can vote for which film you think deserve to win this debate. Mm. And if Fox and the Hound takes out Mulan in that by more than all of the other <laughs> social media <laughs> winners, that it's really complicated yeah. now. There's like an algorithm. I found that I'm not picking know. the popular movie most of the t- or oh, no. some of the time. Yeah. It's about 50 mm, 50 yeah. at the moment. It's interesting. So um, if you are gun ho. Fox and Hound, yeah. and get on start it. a petition, <laughs> share a that vote. Get yeah. your friends to vote. Hand out get flyers. On those interwebs and go <laughs> You've got for a it. week to yeah. do it. Uh, right. Yeah, you got one week, and then if that if if it wins by enough, then it will go through to the second round as a wild card entrant. Yeah. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter. You can also find us at that'snotcanon.com forward slash Disney vs. Disney. And you can send us an email at disneyversdisney at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Kim, for finding Valiantly for Fox and the Hound. It's my pleasure. And thank you, Stacey, for... Fighting again and winning for Milan. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> no one's going to stab me. I mean, <laughs> Except me. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> and thank you once again to Georgie Purdy for fact-checking us right you through to the welcome. end. welcome. Thanks, Georgie. And until next time, everyone, where we are back, same time, same place, with a new debate, keep watching Disney. What should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.